Liz Peek, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist, Steve Moore, Vice President, uh, Chief Economist of Freedom's Work, Freedom Works Committee to Unleash Prosperity, and the author of Godzilla. Liz Peek, I begin with you. You're going to explain to us and our millions of listeners out there what Joe Biden is talking about and his NEC director, Deese, that we have to have high oil, record oil and inflation because we're protecting the liberal world order. What? Well, what is he talking about? Well, this has gotten a lot of play, and it's just exactly the kind of language that sets conservatives on edge. Um, I think what he was talking about, to be fair, is that our confrontation with Vladimir Putin, Russia, uh, over Ukraine is preserving the liberal world order. And I think what he really means is sort of Western democracy, but his choice of words Uh could not have been more horrifying. Uh, because guess what? He's supposed to be our president, not supposed to be a globe-trotting ambassador for a liberal world order. Uh, and honestly, everything about the president's trip abroad and comments made overseas about the Supreme Court, et cetera, was absolutely heinous. And I think this is sort of a great rap on that. It was just – it was so stupid. You know, Steve Moore, first of all, Liz has a point. I love those adjectives, heinous. What else were you some with some great adjectives there? <laughs> But this, this, look, I'm all for sovereign borders, okay, preserving, if that's what Biden is talking about. But what happened to drill, drill, drill? I mean, we have ourselves to blame for record energy prices and high inflation. That ain't anything to do with the liberal world order. And by the way, is he talking about like the UN or the G7 or all these other, the world court? Huh? Do you think Americans care about that stuff? Well, Larry, you just don't get it because uh, this, we're gonna, the way we're going to defeat the, uh, the uh-huh. Russians and, and uh, establish this new world order is with windmills. And they're going <laughs> yes. to all the world's problems. Uh, I, I have to say, I mean, what, what um, feckless leaders we have right now around the world, it's, it's very troubling. I mean, where are the Winston Churchills and the Margaret Thatchers and the Ronald Reagans? Uh, the, you know, when, you, when you look at these people like Biden and Trudeau and Macron, it just doesn't inspire much confidence, does it, that we have people who are uh, who are well, uh, ready to stand up to the challenge that we have in this world right now. Um, my big problem right now is that when America doesn't lead, nobody leads, you know, yeah. and we don't we have weak leadership right now. We have a president who's really off in la la land. And here we've got a situation now with, you know, the tragedy that's happening and in Ukraine, and then you've got the massive inflation, higher gas prices, an economy that's now in recession here and in many places around the world. And literally, they spent half the meeting talking about green energy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just really, really pathetic <clears throat> and troubling. Now, Liz, uh, the Supreme Court struck a blow for progress and life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness with the EPA decision, not the immigration. I'll get to that in a minute. But the EPA decision really puts a puts a dagger uh, into the heart of this uh, Green New Deal, climate change, radical stuff. I, I mean, I think this is a very, very big issue, a very, very big decision. It, there's no question. It is a very big decision, and it is not only directed at the EPA, which basically was told by the court that they had vastly overstepped their their boundaries. Obama basically like Biden, wanted to impose a climate agenda on America that Americans are not particularly excited about 
So he can't get it through Congress. There is no legislation requiring utilities to enact the kind of policies that the EPA was trying to impose on them. And the court said no. There's a separation of powers issue here. Uh, when you have these alphabet agencies basically making and carrying out policy that Congress has not approved or voted on, that is simply wrong. But the exciting thing to me is it really also goes to the heart of an awful lot of actions taken by OSHA, the SEC, the FEC, all that alphabet soup of agencies that basically run our country. Why? Because Congress refuses to do it. They cannot come up with legislation that is drafted in such a way to uh, basically win the support of the American people or pass, in other words. Uh, and so they've turned everything over to these agencies. And so I think you're going to see a lot of challenges of labor laws, uh, SEC, SEC rulings, all kinds of things under the same umbrella ruling. And I think that is a big win for democracy. You know, Steve, I mean, <clears throat> in economic terms, certainly – uh, I agree with Liz. It's a big win for democracy because these um, these regulatory administrative state regulatory agencies cannot run the country. They cannot. They're unelected. And they can't run the country. But as important, though, is Biden's attempt to end fossil fuels yeah. and Biden's yeah. attempt to put caps on uh fossil fuel electricity and fossil fuel in general in the next five to 10 years, which is what the EPA is the, is the basic agency for. That's a, that's a real blow. They're not going to be able to achieve this. Yeah. And you, you said that speech that you gave at Harvard this week, which by the way, was a fantastic speech, Larry, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you mentioned, you talked about the war on fossil fuels, which is one of the primary missions of this administration to put, essentially they want to go to zero. Right. Well, yeah. by what year did you say 2030, 2035? I mean, it is it is uh, I forget what year, but pretty soon. <laughs> and it's, it's really an absurdity. If you want to destroy the free market capitalist system that's created prosperity in this country, uh, you know, run uh, the fossil fuel industry out of business. And so um, you're right about that. And this is a big victory for fossil fuels, but especially, Larry, for coal, for coal. Yeah. Coal is still an essential part of our uh, reliable energy grid, and we had a chart in our in our uh, prosperity hotline uh, this week that showed over the last you know five or six or seven years the United States has reduced our coal production by fifty or sixty percent. Meanwhile, China literally has more than quadrupled their <clears throat> their coal production. So we're not reducing coal. We're just, instead of getting coal from West Virginia and Wyoming and Pennsylvania, it's now coming from China and India. And you know, Liz, from the broad perspective, you mentioned the SEC, which I think is very important. The SEC is not the Securities and Environmental Commission. It's the Securities <laughs> right. and Exchange Commission. And this decision uh, will push it back to being the Securities and Exchange Commission. And this decision will also affect, for example, uh, antitrust laws from the Federal Trade Commission. It'll also affect the Federal Communications Commission. All the alphabet agencies, and it also, Liz, strengthens the states. There's a federalism component in here. For example, you know, the original uh, EPA thing was about capping uh, greenhouse gases for power, for the utilities. Right. But the, the utilities are basic, should be basically run by the states, not the EPA federally, in the absence of federal legislation, which we're not going to get. 
So I think this strikes a blow for federalism also. I, I agree. And in fact, we've seen that states have taken on various kinds of environmental uh, regulations, like obviously California is extreme on this, demanding renewables. Uh, fine. I mean, that again, what Obama tried to put in place was effectively a national cap and trade program. Right. If, if states want to implement those kinds of uh, regulations, and by the way, that also is what came down on the abortion ruling, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. going back to the state. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think this court has done a lot for federalism, has done a I lot agree. to decentralize yeah. the power in the government. And Larry, when you look at polling, Americans feel farther and farther away from the governing of our country. They feel like uh, there was yeah. a poll out this week or just in the last couple of days about the government doesn't represent me. I don't feel like this is my country anymore. That's wrong. And that was what federalism was all about. So, you know, again, I think all this is very positive. Obviously, it's caused liberal uh, passions, (laughs) to put it mildly. Angst. Uh, Liberal angst. Yeah, I mean. This has been a bad week for the socialists of America. It has. It has. And by the way, they're also losing losing in the the voting box. So, uh, you know, it isn't. But that's because people aren't on board with this. And why Biden... Never thought that was the case. I, I mean, I guess it's just political calculus for him. He needed Bernie's votes. But, man, he just really set off on the wrong trail on this progressive path, and he's just never looked back. It's so stupid. But and Steve, even, by the way, even with the, uh, you know, the, the abortion decision, which um, politically, you know, the Democrats have really wanted to make hay out of, and, and I'm not going to get into the decision, but what's really interesting, Larry, is that in the last week or so since that decision came out, Biden's numbers have gone even down further, further, yeah. you know, his approval rating. So Americans are focused on the economy. They want the jobs. They want get. They want lower gas prices. I want to make another quick point, if I may, uh, on, on what Liz was saying. I mean, you're so right. This this court really has been a reemergence of federalism, which I'm now right, uh, reading the uh, biography of Ben Franklin by Walter Isaacson, which is a great book, although it's a yeah. long book, it's about 600 pages. And I, I mean, just the, the ingeniousness of our founding fathers, really, it's no gathering of, of brilliant people has ever happened on earth like what happened at our constitutional convention. And they really did set up a system because, look, Pennsylvania was different from North Carolina and Delaware and all these states. And it really was a system that was based on states' rights. And no question about it. And, you know, a federal government but states really making the decisions about domestic policy, and we're hopefully we're moving back to that. I mean, don't forget, in that Declaration of Independence, there's a ranking order. There's the creator, right, natural God. Uh-huh. Creator gives the power to the people, the men and women, and the men and women tell the government what to right. do, okay? So we've lost that. The Bidens don't believe that. Socialists never believe that. Right. But from the Declaration and from the Constitution, the originalist ideas now have a renaissance under this Supreme Court. Liz, I think this is, you know, as pessimistic as we may be in the short run, the cavalry is coming. I look at the Supremes, 
You know, they're not the cavalry, but they are a couple of important squadrons taking to <laughs> land, right, and, and moving ahead. I mean, we need to restore life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and I think we made some progress on that this week. Yeah, I think we really did. Let's, let's just keep our fingers and toes crossed that we don't lose any of our conservative justices in, for any reason, and mm. that this can, and this continues for a while uh, but, boy, uh, the anger on the left is profound because they basically really don't believe in federalism or states' rights. They believe, in effect, that New York and California should run the country. And on issue <laughs> after issue, we have right. seen that those states are out of sync with the majority of Americans. And they can, you know, and, for example, on, on uh, the abortion issue, they want to put to federalize, to put a national law in which does, which most Americans don't agree with on abortion, which is full-term abortion on demand. Mm. That isn't going to fly, mm. uh, and and so there's a very good reason why. Again, this issue has gone back to the states. You know, let's let's see more of that. I think it's terrific. So, Steve Moore, you and Art wrote a, Art Laffer wrote a piece: "Economic growth, not austerity, is the answer to inflation." And you say Lawrence Summers was right about the danger of excessive spending, but now he wants high unemployment, and you don't agree. Tell us why. We sure don't. I mean, look, you've got to have, and, and you, Larry, Larry, you talk about this all the time on your show. You, you've got to have, yes, the Fed has to raise rates. Yes, the Fed has to, uh, you know, suck in its stomach and, and, and uh, suck in this excessive money, these trillions of dollars that have been, put into the economy that's what led to the inflation the massive government spending and debt but you also when you're doing that what we're saying is the fed needs to i mean the the congress and the administration need to promote pro-economic growth policies that includes you know reducing tax rates that will spur more business investment um it means uh it means um less regulation which is something we were just talking about and it also means drill, 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 using our energy. And, and, and uh, Joe Biden needs to end the war on American energy. And if we do those things in combination with the rate hikes that have to come to get this inflation under control, then I, I think we could – look, we're in a recession right now. I don't think there's any question that the, the uh, GDP now number just came out yesterday, negative 2 percent for the first uh, – second quarter. So I just want to make sure that we don't collapse the economy. And, and by the way, if this – agenda sounds familiar it's exactly what volcker and reagan did uh, to break the nixon ford carter inflation so liz i wonder you know larry summers distinguished economist but he is a phillips curver i and yeah. i think I, i'm not sure liz uh whether he whether he's saying that the fed is going to have to take actions recessionary actions that will drive up unemployment or whether he wants un higher unemployment to actually be a target. I can't quite figure that out. Well, I don't think it matters, honestly, because we are facing increasing unemployment even now. I agree with Steve. I think we're in a recession. All the numbers point that way, whether it's consumer spending or retail inventories. or I mean, whatever you look at, uh, the economy is getting weaker and the Fed is going to continue on its path. Um, there doesn't seem to be any question about that, of raising rates. Uh, Americans are hurting. And I think that when you look at, for example, consumer sentiment readings right now, and Biden's approval ratings, by the way, uh, it, the incredible thing is that's with a good job market. I, I, don't, I can't imagine what those things are going to look like 
when we begin to see uh, layoffs. And right now we've seen it in tech. Uh, big retailers are talking about cost cutting, which in their business means basically laying off people. <clears throat> the unemployment claims have started to tick up. So whether Larry Summers thinks it's true or not, or I, I mean, I don't think Jay Powell has a clue what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said as much the other day when he said, you know, we don't really know where inflation comes from. Wasn't that it? See, can I just pause on that? That was an amazing statement. <laughs> Okay, he, he said that at one, whatever some G seven conference. Yeah, he, he mm-hmm. actually came out and man, if I were the Fed chairman, I wouldn't say that. Uh, okay, no. I mean, I would not want to say that. Yeah, yeah. even the even the lady who was interviewing said, yeah. that doesn't inspire much confidence." Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. I mean, that was really quite quite remarkable. That yeah, was almost driving. as remarkable as the liberal world order. <laughs> Well, I, I just think my only point is I, I think the wheels are in motion. I think we're sort of driving into a ditch, whether it's a steep ditch or, or a shallow ditch will depend totally on things like whether, by the way, this zombie bill that we keep talking about being yeah. dead comes out of the grave and we have higher taxes because that's what they're talking about. Uh, and it looks like Manchin may be on board with that, which just is is unfathomable to me. Steve, take notice to what she said. That's why I wanted our coalition <laughs> to save america it's a i'm telling you you know in round numbers they're looking at a trillion in spending and a trillion in higher taxes which is just the well i won't say it's the dumbest thing because the biden's always find something dumber but it's pretty dumb you're going to jack up taxes you're going to spend more to help and infl- to, to to generate inflation and then raise taxes to generate a deeper recession really really yeah, it reminds me of that scene in, in the movie Dumb and Dumber, when every time I think you couldn't possibly do anything dumber. Right. Um, so, uh, I mean, look, this is just a really miserable situation. We have a president who's in over his head. We've got – there's no leadership on the on the Democratic side. I can't imagine – the only reason I'm a little bit less worried, worried than you are is I can't imagine Joe Manchin – would agree to a tax increase right now, mm-hmm. but he might, he might. And that he, would, that would, of course, just, that would just torpedo the economy completely. And so I pray that doesn't happen. You're right. We have to be vigilant. We have to, we have to stop that from happening. And it may be your good friend uh, from Arizona, Kristen Cinema, who will mm-hmm. uh, be the hero of the day. I just, I mean, Joe cannot break my heart. He'll break my heart. If he does this, it would be I just know. so awful. The other thing, Liz, talking about, Biden at the G7 and NATO, Biden spent most of his time, this is like in the middle of this Russian-Ukraine war, this, the meeting of the so-called world leaders, and mostly Biden spent his time attacking the Supreme Court. Yeah, okay? how disgraceful. How I mean, disgraceful. isn't that something? Yeah, to, to talking about an extremist court, and that's the only destabilizing thing. I, I'm, I was sort of shocked, I have to say, and I, I don't think it's the norm for an American president to go overseas and defame one of our branches of government. Mm. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm appalled by that. Um, but it, just on the note of what can get dumber, I don't know if you guys saw that the Biden administration is rolling out potential ozone restrictions on the Permian Basin, where 43 percent of our oil comes from, which might mean reduced output in the future. I mean, if you want to talk about political suicide, honestly, Biden is so up a tree on on gasoline prices and oil and gas policy in general. I cannot imagine the offshore leasing sale was such a rollout of, of their 
proposals was a complete bust, in my view, for, from the point of view of oil well, yeah. producers. Both uh, the and Atlantic and the Atlantic you know, Ocean and the Pacific Ocean, they're ruling out offshore yeah. leases. Yeah. I mean, this is after they made such a big deal about how the leases are there and they'll let more yeah. leases and all that crap. And now they're ruling it out. This, but this, like the Interior Department, didn't read the Supreme Court decision on the EPA. They forgot to read it. Well, because basically all their, logic com- all their logic comes from the EPA regulations. And they're going to get called on that. There's going to be a million lawsuits about that. Denying leases and denying permits, obviously at exactly the wrong time. But they don't have the authority to do that. Where's the law from Congress that says you have to have direct and indirect uh, uh, restrictions? Where's the law that says you can end uh, uh, fossil fuels in electricity by 2035? There is no law. There is no law. They can't do it. But these other agencies think they're still doing it. Well, again, this will go back to the courts. And the good news is we have a court right now, a Supreme Court, where they're going to be pushed back on this. And I think the precedent in this uh, Virginia versus EPA is huge. And I think will make rulings on that kind of Mm. issue more favorable. But again, Biden Biden has no answers. Today, (laughs) I woke up to... I impeach Joe Biden trending on Twitter. That's really not a good sign for the beginning of the 4th of July holiday weekend for Joe Biden. But it had to do with David Axelrod coming out and saying Americans think the country's out of control and Biden's not in command. We We will restore life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Liz Peake, thank you. Steve Moore, thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.